footsteps behind you as you enter the woods. Night draws back its cape. Light illumines your path. Open your eyes. Listen. Welcome to Dark Softly Tales. Dark stories for dark hearts. I'm Mav Sky. Good evening, and welcome to your nightmares and your favorite horror storytelling podcast, Dark Softly Tales. This is your host, Mav. Continuing on our sci-fi streak, I have a dark tale for you today called Skin. Kind of a dark sci-fi love story written by yours truly. The story was first published in Horror Through the Ages Anthology, and later somewhere else that I can't quite remember. I wrote this at least a decade ago, so. The story is based on a dream that I had where humanity wore metal sleeves and the outside environment was either metal or rust colored. Human babies are rare, but are made when robots are in short supply. So this story very much deals with what it means to be human. I was reading an article today that physics has made a huge leap forward in quantum technology, which is both exciting and scary to me. But whether we like it or not, we are literally propelling it to the future at perhaps quantum speed. And who knows, maybe we'll be required to wear some kind of metal suits in the future. So this isn't exactly a love story, but more of a nostalgic remembering of before technology and science became the authority on human advancement. Maybe we don't need all those gizmos and gadgets and science to tell us what time it is or what the temperature is outside. Maybe in the end, all we need is love. The story goes dark, but don't worry. I got your hand. There's nothing to be afraid of, is there? Take my hand and hang on tight as we journey into the dark softly. Skin by Mav Sky. He kissed my mouth once, steel rubbed against steel. It felt cold mainly because we both wore our robotic sleeves. But that wasn't the only reason. His heart was made of metal, cold and metallic. They had reassured us that physical heart replacement was simply that, a human heart replaced with metallic and nothing more. I knew different. Kevin drew back. What's wrong with you? This goes real simple. I chose you, we procreate. We can't procreate if you draw away every time I get near. Kevin, I said, knowing full well what his steel could do to tender flesh. It's the metal. Steel isn't the same as a soft touch. 
I could see his golden eyes behind the glass windows in the steel suit. They were harsh and blazed like fire. A week. I've been with you a week, and you've made this difficult every step of the way. I thought taking you out today would make you happy. And here you are pulling the same stupid strings you women do. I should have married a damn robot. Robots don't have complications of the heart. I sat down on a nearby bench and crossed my silvery legs. The metal ducks quacked in the lava-colored water. A fish, an unnatural iron color, splashed out of the water and snapped at a silver fly. Silver, metal, red. The colors were enough to drive one insane. I glanced up at the sun. Its orange beauty streamed through the clouds, and I took comfort in the fact that I sat under the same one my grandfather had sat under. The same exact son that had watched him kiss my grandmother under a real oak tree with limbs that stretched forever over a green canvas of grass. I thought of their real lips touching, skin against skin. The photograph was hidden under my mattress. I don't know what to say. I said, because I didn't. Would he slap me again? If he did, it wouldn't hurt like it did two nights ago when my sleeve was off. Kevin remained by the pond. Its bloody redness reflected off his sleeve like a blush, which almost made me laugh. Kevin? Blush? Perhaps in a rage. I closed my eyes and I thought of his heart throbbing so gently on the outside of his sleeve, the soft whirring noises it made like a bicycle wheel. It was how they worked, the metallic hearts. Water was a big no-no. Technology was still relatively new, and waterproofing had not been mastered. I opened my eyes and was amazed at how close he was standing to the water, tempting death. What if he tripped? The thought had some appeal. I switched my legs. My sleeve fingers explored the bench. The extrasensory triggers in my silver fingers told me that the bench was cool and hollow. But shouldn't it be warm? My built-in watch in weather told me it's 95 degrees. When the sun hits metal, it warms. I wanted to rip off my glove and feel the heat on the bench. I knew it was warm. I knew it. I don't get the point of it anyway. Why not ship more bots out of the factory? It makes more sense than having to deal with this kind of bullshit. What will it take, Serenity? Do you need flowers? Chocolates? He laughed and said the word babies like they were the most disgusting things on earth. I knew what the consequences would be, but I said it anyway. A kind word would help. He turned from the pond, and my arms, chilled already under the sleeve, felt like ice. A heated red replaced the blush reflection I had seen earlier. I knew if I were to touch his sleeve, my sensors would give me a hot warning. 
my eyes fixed on the metal plate that covered his heart. Intuition drowned my gut. In my heart, my real pumping, beating heart, I felt flames and I saw fire. I looked away from his face as he grabbed my arm, metal grabbing cold metal, and yanked me off the bench and marched me to his car. I called it the George Jetson car. Grandpa had converted all the old TV shows to hologram. They had been my favorite to watch when I was little. Kevin lifted the hatch, shoved me in. George would have never done that to Jane. Then got in himself before yanking the door down. He pushed the red button, and we were off. It was going to be another long night. The tub was running. Kevin cussed and swore outside the door. The running water, real water, drowned out his voice. I couldn't hear him because my sleeve was off and the enhanced hearing effects were gone with it. I gazed at myself in the mirror. A yellow-gray color formed across my left cheek. A red dribble flowed down the side of my mouth. He had slapped me hard this time, hard enough to knock me to the floor. I looked down at the picture of my grandparents, kissing under the oak. I flipped it over, ashamed I had failed them. What was flesh without a heart and a conscience? Nothing but a robot, metallic steel clumped together with wires. I picked up the bottle of dish soap I had grabbed when I fled the bedroom and laced the bathroom floor. He wouldn't come in. No, he wouldn't. But if he did... I thought of the large hub of steel attached on Kevin's outer sleeve, the sounds of it whirring like a machine. I smiled at the thought of Kevin wearing his heart on his sleeve, and then winced when my lip moved. Kevin's sleeve was a permanent fixture. He could remove various components to eat, shave, relieve himself, to copulate, but he had not removed the sleeve since the injury from the 2050 war. At least, that is what he had told me. Personally, I could hardly believe he was human to begin with. I lit a vanilla candle, placed it by the mirror, and watched the little flame lick and leap at the clean air. Its warmth felt so very human. I picked up my grandparents' photo, faced it towards me, sat it gently against the jar candle, and tiptoed through the dish soap to the bathtub. I turned the knobs off, slipped into the water, down, down, down until it covered my face. I felt its warmth crest against my skin, and I imagined it was cradling me, begging me to stay. A loud crash thundered through the water. Serenity, I had enough of your crap, enough. I sat up in the tub, naked, unable to move, to breathe. He wouldn't dare come in. You think you're so much better than me, huh? He stood in the doorway. The light of the flame flicked across his steel. He glanced down at the water 
and I could see fear temporarily in his sleeve's eyes. And then the candle caught his eye. The photograph. No, don't touch that. But it was too late. He stepped inside and grabbed the picture. I jumped up and grasped the other half. As we struggled, I realized that I was slipping. He was slipping. I reached out to grasp anything, hold anything, and knocked the candle over into the towel sitting beside it. Flames leapt up. I didn't care. We did a slipping dance on the floor. He grabbed the counter, steadied, and then I felt a slap against the back of my head. I was falling, falling. I awoke slumped in the corner of the tub. I heard his screams. I smelled smoke. I saw flames. The flames weren't coming from just the burning towel. They were coming from him. I looked at the wax spilling over the counter, and I realized it must have splashed into a circuitry. The sleeve was like a pot, and he was cooking inside. He still held the photo. Memories of the warm sun blessing my grandparents on an easy summer afternoon. The afternoon when my grandfather reached for my grandmother's hand, and he gave it that first squeeze. The kisses I imagined followed after. And I wondered, just briefly, who had snapped the photo? Kevin was laughing and screaming, and I felt the manicness pouring out of his melting steel. Robots don't go manic. Rising from the bathtub, I grabbed his arm. The heated metal seared my flesh, but I didn't care. I slid him towards me over the wet floor. Surprise rose like a snake in his eyes, his real eyes behind the sleeve windows. As he plunged into the real water, natural and clean, he said, My heart! My heart! I ripped the burning picture from his sleeve fingers and welcomed the plastic on my skin. I said, You never had a heart. Who likes dark stories? People who have experienced a touch of the dark side. People who are a little wiser to the world. People who like their bones chilled and their spines tingled. People like you and me. It's hard to find a story these days that write on the dark side with a touch of whimsy, humor, and heart. Mav Sky spreads her dark wings and solves this problem for you. Head on over to Amazon and type Mav Sky's name into the search engine. M-A-V-S-K-Y-E. At Amazon, you'll find her Tales to Chill Your Bones series, Girl Clown Hatchet series, Supergirl series, her cult classic novel, Wanted Single Rails, and, of course, her brand new release, Cold Hangs the Midnight. Choose your dark flavor and head on over to Amazon today.